episode seven of the Online Chicken School podcast. Today, we're going to talk about why you should consider raising hybrid chickens. It's time for the Online Chicken School podcast. Whether you've been keeping chickens for years or you're just fixing to get started, we'll help you get your schooling. And now, here's the chicken tenders, Don and Susie. Hello, I'm Don, the big chicken tender. And I'm Susie, the little chicken tender. If you're interested in backyard chickens, you're in the right place. Doesn't matter if you have a whole lot of chickens out in the country or just a few somewhere in the city. This is where we're gonna share our knowledge, experience, and opinions to help you get the most out of your backyard flock. Okay, so there's a lot of new stuff going on on the Little Chicken Ranch. And the first thing on the list is the Colonel. Big Colonel. It's portly Colonel. (laughs) That's the way to say it. Yeah, you don't wanna say big-breasted Colonel since he's a guy. Okay, we're trying to keep our clean rating on iTunes. If you listened a few episodes back, you'll know that the Susie had some concerns about the colonel and his portliness. Well, I didn't think he was going to be able to get the job done with the ladies. Uh, We had had a couple roosters together in with all the hens. We finally separated them out, uh, the other roosters, so that we could see if he was able to get up on them. And we were just a little concerned. I was, at least. Yeah. We raised the colonel with eight hens and two other roosters, and they're all about six months old now. So they've been actively laying for about a month, and the roosters have been doing their thing. But the colonel was the kind of laid-back rooster where the other ones were a little more aggressive. He was definitely the lowest on the rooster pecking totem pole. He, he would go after one of the girls and the other roosters would kind of shoo him away a little bit and not him let them. They're a little protective of their, their ladies. Yeah. We had to pull the other two roosters out of there and we ended up pulling four hens out of there. So now it's just him and four light Sussex hens. And as Susie said, she wasn't sure he was getting the job done. If you're not familiar with chicken reproduction, here's how it works. The hen, when she produces the egg, she incorporates her genetic material into the egg, and you can actually see it on the yolk if you know where to look and you know what to look for. It's not the easiest thing to find. But when the rooster introduces his genetic material to the hen, it doesn't fertilize one egg. She actually holds on to his genetic material. (laughs) Keeping that clean rating. She holds on to his genetic material for up to three to four weeks. So, and then she can keep fertilizing eggs with that, even if he goes away. So when we took the two other roosters out, there needed to be sort of a drying out period for, to make sure that none of the other roosters were contributing their DNA to those eggs, which we wanted to hatch. So it's been four weeks. And then we collected the eggs the other day and cracked them open to check and see, because if he wasn't doing his job, there would be evidence of that. And if he was, there would be evidence of that as well. When the egg is fertilized, you can tell because the spot that would be the hen's genetic material turns from this cloudy little mass into a bullseye, which is, I guess, kind of appropriate. So it's pretty easy to tell that the colonel did his job. So we didn't have to end up playing Barry White. We really, really love this breed of chicken. But it's very rare around here in Florida, very hard to find. Um, And when people come over to buy chicks 
uh, of ours, like of the Bard Rock or Wyandotte or the Rhode Island Reds, they always ask about the light Sussex. And I've got a waiting list a mile long for them because they're just such beautiful birds. So we really, really were hoping that the Colonel was doing his job and we'd be able to hatch out some little babies. Okay, moving on. You're about to find out how ridiculous we name our chickens. You're, you've already been introduced to the Colonel and General So. Which are manly, very manly names. We have an issue with our Rhode Island Reds. Our Rhode Island Red rooster lives up to his reputation for wanting to fight with just everybody. If you try and go near him, oh, he's just all fluffed up ready for a fight. So we named him Cluck Norris. I thought that was pretty appropriate. It is. It fits him. And then his lady friend is Scarlett Crow Henson. Yes. And she is the only hen, the only Rhode Island red hen in there with him. So he's... uh, Amorous. Yeah. Okay. Let's use that word. I think he's red 50 shades of (laughs) red. (laughs) And he likes to get busy quite a bit. And it was starting to affect the hen's back. And if anybody's had roosters, they know that... If a hen is overworked, we'll say, um, they can lose a lot of feathers. The The rooster can, when he's up on her back, pull out feathers, um, scratch her up, things like that. So oh, she's getting a bald spot. She got a bald spot. So we had on hand, thankfully, a chicken saddle. yippee ki <laughs> So it's a nice... A rootin' tootin' chicken saddle. <laughs> it's a nice camouflage green... And we put that on her last week and her feathers, we checked her the other day, her feathers are starting to grow back. So, so it's working. Yeah. It's just something that kind of goes over between their wings and down to their tail from their neck to their tail. Um, and it's a nice padded, tough piece of material. So yeah. his claws don't pinch right through it. Yeah. She seemed to kind of like it and he didn't complain. He just kept doing his job. He's so still doing his thing. <laughs> it doesn't stand in his way. No. Okay, and the last uh, little bit of news on the agenda is, I'm going to have to set this up. A couple episodes ago, you talked about how, about our Bard Rock rooster. hate that rooster. And how you are not his biggest fan. No, not even on the list at all. And let's just say if he was president of the United States, you would be getting a call from the Secret Service because you made some very clear and present danger threats. I did. I did. I wanted- Right on the internet. I did. I put it on the podcast. It was out there. But if anybody had ever met that rooster, they would think the same thing within five minutes. He would attack me. You couldn't turn your back on him because he would come after me with his spur and his claws. And I don't know why he had it in for me, but I didn't like him. He didn't like me and I wanted him gone. So Susie made some very direct and verifiable threats. And so he was sent to the Chicken Witness Protection Program. (laughs) Now, that's not fancy terms like your parents used to say when they were, you know, sending an animal to the farm. We didn't actually kill him, unfortunately. I know. Susie wanted to. But we did find someone that wanted a Bard Rock trio. So we actually weren't cruel and just sell off him. We We sold the three of them. We sold the three, the two hens and the rooster. Yeah, well, that's okay. We've got three more, um, his children. A boy and two girls, and they are a couple months old now. So they just went into their own coop. They finally got fully feathered. So I've been spending time with the three of them 
every night. I get home from work, I open up the coop, I sit on the floor, I feed him mealworms as, you know, as a bribe. And like uh, buy their affection. It's working. Well, of course it does. It works with every male of every species. That's how you got me. Oh, is that how? Yeah, that's how you got stuck with me. You fed me and then I just kept coming around. Looks like I won on that deal. We'll see. We'll see how that turns out. <laughs> well, the, they are very friendly now. They were a little skittish at first, of course. But now, uh, after just even a week, they're jumping up on my lap. And even the rooster is, um, which I'm glad. And the rooster finally got a name. He is so curious and so cute. He's just always kind of looking at you with that cockeyed head. And, and He doesn't run away. He, he wants yeah. to explore everything. Yeah, he's curious about everything. Um, so I started calling him George. Which is code for? Curious George. And we're actually going to post a picture of him in the show notes and on the Facebook page. So We are? Yes, you okay. are. I better make a note of that. <laughs> um, so if you want to see a picture of George... And his girls, um, it's going to be at onlinechickenschool.com slash the number seven. We'll take you to the show notes for this episode. Or if you want to check him out on Facebook, it's uh, Online Chicken School. I'm glad you brought that up because there's another thing I forgot to mention when we're talking about the chicken saddle is people are always asking, okay, what equipment do you use in this area? What's your favorite water? What do you use for feeders? What do you use for this? What do you use for that? So I've decided to set up a section of the website dedicated to equipment we use or as I like to call it stuff we use and so I'm going to put a link and some information to the chicken saddle that we use to solve the Cluck Norris problem that will be at onlinechickenschool.com slash stuff nice all right so for the main feature today we're going to be talking about why you should consider raising hybrid chickens that's right. Last episode, we discussed why you should raise heritage chickens. And this time, we're going to take the other side of that coin. And we're going to talk about why you might consider raising hybrid chickens. But first, we really need to define what we mean by hybrid chickens. Hybrid uh, chickens that we're talking about are intentional hybrids, where you mate a specific breed rooster with a specific breed hen of a different breed. Uh, you mate them together and you get an intentional hybrid. On purpose. On purpose. We're not talking about you have so many chickens running around your backyard acting like it's the 60s and then whatever happens happens and whatever chick comes out of it comes out of it. That's not what we're talking about. Those are mutt chickens. And if you remember from last episode, what we mean by heritage chicken is a purebred old fashioned breed that's been around for a long time. The kind your grandmother used to raise. And kill. <laughs> And eat. Okay, now if you're confused at this point as to which way we're leaning, because last week we talked about heritage and this week we're talking about hybrid chickens, well, which do we do? We do both. There are positives and negatives for both. We have different birds for different reasons. And most of our birds are heritage. Almost all of them are dual purpose heritage birds. And But we do have some dot rocks, which we... I was going to say we created, but we didn't create them. We just mated their parents. We hooked their parents up. Yeah. We're kind of like Match.com for chickens. We are. Aww. Among four heritage breeds, we can make four heritage chicks, or we can mix those together and make three different hybrid chicks. So out of four breeds, we can make seven different kinds of chicken. Right. And one of those is the Dot Rocks that we've talked about before, which is a, a cross between a Gold Lace, Wyandotte, 
rooster and a barred rock hen. And you think they're plain, but I think they're striking. They're solid black and they have really, really deep, beautiful red comb wattles. And I think they're, I think they're beautiful. Uh, I, I think next to our gold lace Wyandotte, they just look a little plain. Now, their black feathers do shimmer a, a greenish color, so that's kind of cool. But I, I'm more into the heritage breeds because of their color. I think they're just more beautiful. Sorry, yep. no offense, Dot Rocks. Still love you. Not going to eat you. Still lay a lot of eggs. Love your eggs. And then uh, we can also do Road Rocks, which is... Uh, and by the way, these names, if you're wondering where these came from, these are not any official names. These are just our version of the celebrity mashup. It's like when... Uh, the celebrities dating that celebrity, we mash them together, and that's how we came up with the names. But yeah, anyway, like the, the Benefer, yeah. And the, uh, Why is still that's the only one we can think of because we don't, don't keep track of celebrities. I guess not. I think that's to our credit, to be well, honest with you. Since we got chickens, who has time? That's right. So if you mate one of our Rhode Island red roosters with one of our barred Plymouth Rock hens, you get what we call a road rock. Very so, snazzy. Sounds like a mixtape you for vacation. <laughs> yeah, we're going on the road. Grab the road rock. Exactly. So. That's one, another kind of uh, hybrid. And then we can also mate our Rhode Island red rooster with one of the light Sussex hens. And we come up with a road Sussex. And it's kind of in the same vein of uh, this is a uh, a trademarked name, but like a gold line sort of hybrid. And those, all three of those, those are intentional hybrids to produce layers of eggs, not meat birds. Those aren't meat hybrids. Those are layer hybrids and all three of them are good at it and that kind of leads into the first thing on the list is to why would you want to have hybrids the very first thing is that hybrids are specialists they're not you know generalists when people started putting together these groupings of hybrids and how you get these hybrids it was to get a very specific goal either they're a really super good egg layer or they are a really good meat bird but they're not like we talked about in the last episode, they're not dual purpose birds. You don't find a dual purpose hybrid. They are super specialists in whatever they do. And take, for instance, our dot rocks. They were in with our heritage breed gold lace Wyandots and the light Sussex. And they were the first one to start laying. Their eggs got bigger the quickest. And they have been just champion layers. They don't take as many days off. Uh, I don't think the they've taken a day off at all. I don't think so. They are, they're amazing little birds. The reason hybrids do so well at this is a little concept called hybrid vigor. And what hybrid vigor is, is if you take two birds that are different breeds, but they're both from good egg laying breeds, they're, they're breeds known for their egg laying, and you match those together, the offspring will tend to have even better egg laying characteristics than the two parents. And the same with meat. If you take two birds of different breeds, you mate them together and they're sort of both in the meat category or they're they're pretty good at developing as a meat bird, the offspring will tend to be a better meat bird than the two you put together. So that hybrid vigor, it takes the qualities of the parent birds and it accentuates it. Right, but you're not able to mate the offsprings. It's kind of a first generation thing only. Right, it, it only applies to that first crossing. And if you were to take Say we were to take our golden lace. I feel like I'm going to have to go to the whiteboard here <laughs> to draw this out, but help. I'm going to try and make this simple. If you can just picture, okay, we've got our gold lace Wyand dot rooster and our barred rock hen, and we make a dot rock. Say we make two dot rocks, a male and a female. If I make those two dot rocks together, 
First of all, you don't get another dot rock because the genetics are just too much of a wild card then. Uh, that first cross, you can do that all day long, the, the gold lace with the barred rock. And every time we mate those together, you will always get a dot rock. But if you mate the two dot rocks together, you won't get another dot rock. You will just get a mutt chicken and you lose that hybrid vigor. It doesn't apply in that second generation cross. Another benefit of a hybrid chicken is that most hybrids are what they call sex-linked hybrids, which means the day they hatch, you know whether it's going to be a hen or a rooster, which is very beneficial to people that live in the city where you can't have roosters or where you only are allowed to have a couple and you want them all to be hens. That's the first question you always get or the first statement you always get is, I only want hens. I don't want any roosters, but I want barred rocks. Well, with the barred rocks, with the gold lace Wyandotte, with the Rhode Island Reds and with the light Sussex, they're straight run. We don't even try and guess what sex they are. Not that it can't be done, but even the big internet hatcheries, they have the best people in the world determining the sex of the, the heritage birds. But even then, they're only right 90% of the time, which means if you got an order of 25 chicks, two or three of them are going to be roosters still. However, with the hybrids, the sex link hybrids, you're going to know immediately on the day they hatch, those are all the hens and those are all the roosters. Now, that's a great thing for the buyer. And you will probably have to pay a little more. Uh, we charge a little more when we know they're hens and people don't have to be feeding this bird and find out eight weeks later that it's a rooster. So we do get a little more for those, but not a great thing for the breeder. Well, we got to figure out how to get rid of the roosters and we don't do it how the hatcheries do it. Right. They just throw them down a chipper. Yeah, they, they throw the little male chicks into a wood chipper, but we don't do that. Now, I had no problem with the thought of Culling our barred rock rooster, which is a fancy term for killing. murder him, <laughs> killing In cold blood, the coldest blood, <laughs> killing First our rooster. Murder. But the thought of taking a baby chick that's never done anything to me and never come after me and just putting it down a shredder just because it's a boy, I, I'm I'm not at that place. I, I don't think I'll ever be at that place where I can do that. No, I mean. We will end up, what we end up doing is you raise the, you raise them up to a certain age and then they're treated nice during that time. And then they, someone will either come by the rooster or we will eat them. Yeah. We haven't had to do that yet because. Which is amazing to me because honestly, that was part of our plan is right? we're going to sell all the females and we'll, we'll keep the males and we'll just eat those. Right. We haven't processed one yet because I can't believe how many people actually want to take a rooster. And most of the people have wanted the rooster not to mate it, obviously, because it's a hybrid and we explain to them what that means, but they just want it as a protection rooster. You know, they've got a bunch of layers and they had some problems with some predators and they want that early warning system, which the rooster is so great at, and they buy these up, which is wonderful for us, but one day that's probably going to stop and we're going to have to go through the whole process with these, these little guys, but at least they'll have a very happy life. While they're here. Until they meet the pot. Yes. I think we kind of went off course on that one a little bit, but let's see if we can get back on track. The next thing on the list is that the hybrids tend to be more friendly and less skittish. In the last episode, we said that that was maybe a negative in terms of running away from predators and the fact that they don't run away as quickly and don't maybe don't have as good a chance to get away. But in terms of handling them, in terms of 
if you kind of want your chicken to be somewhat of a pet as well as just an egg layer, then you want them to be friendlier. And it's not that it's not that heritage birds aren't friendly. If you handle them a lot while they're growing up, they'll be friendly and they'll get used to you. Absolutely. But the hybrids tend to get there a little quicker than the heritage birds do. And this is very true for our dot rocks. When we had them in a coop with the light Sussex birds, you would open that coop door and the light Sussex would take off. I mean, they they didn't look behind them. They just took off to the other side of the coop and the dot rocks would actually come towards me um, and they give you that little sideways look like, oh yeah, it's you, hi. And you know, you bring the food and water and they'd come on up to you and we're very friendly. They've They've always been our friendliest. Okay, so, so far what we've talked about in terms of how friendly they are, the fact that you can get their sex determined the day they hatch, and the fact that they're very good at a specific purpose, if you're only allowed to have a small number of chickens, I think you should seriously consider hybrids. They, they have a lot of the plus factors if you can only have a few birds. Great idea. But there is another situation if you live out in the country and you live on agricultural land and let's say you have no restrictions at all, there's another very good reason to look at hybrids. Right. You have the option of raising birds for meat. If you like the chicken you get out of the store, then you're going to want a hybrid because that's what all the, the chicken meat you find in the store all stem from the same hybrid meat chicken, which is known as a Cornish cross. And basically it's a Cornish rooster combined with typically a white rock hen. A lot of people call them Frankenbirds or Frankenchickens. And remember a couple years ago, I think it was, uh, time's flying as I'm getting older, but I think it was a couple years ago, an email went around about a certain fast food chain that they were using these chickens that all they did is develop a breast. They didn't have any other body parts. Yeah, and they said there was no head to them. Yeah, that's <laughs> where I, lab. I think they got the Frankenchicken thing. And it wasn't fair because that's not what happened. But boy, that business took a beating uh, financially. So, sure. you know. Because if you see it on the internet, it's got to be true. Of course, because I always believe everything on the internet. They're not allowed to put anything on the internet that's not true. <laughs> So they are a hybrid. They are not a Franken-chicken. They're not developed in a lab. They're just a hybrid between, you know, they all have, the hatcheries kind of all have their own little secret recipe, but it's, you know, it's a Cornish rooster, typically like a white rock hen or another white hen. And the reason that these hybrid birds are good for meat is, again, they grow in half the time, which means you're feeding them a little bit less although they eat like crazy. So I don't know if it's if it's really half as much food because they do eat a lot. They're known for falling asleep with their head in the food bowl if you let them. Yeah, but, but so are you, you know. I yeah, mean. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. <laughs> they eat less food, theoretically, but they're definitely growing half the time. So you're spending a lot less time raising the birds than if you go with a heritage breed. And the other benefit is the fact that the meat is more tender. Well, with most animals, I think that's the case. You have with cows and sheep, you know, the younger you can butcher them, the more tender the meat's going to be. And that's what we're used to. The, the chicken you get in the store, I mean, it you can cook it any way you want. You can grill it. You can deep fry it. You can bake it, saute it. Always anything. comes out tender. Always tender. With the heritage breeds, you have less flexibility in how you cook them because they have a tendency to get tough. And some people call that texture. But uh, if you've never had a heritage bird and then you eat one, you may call it tough. So there's just right. a couple little different things you have to do. 
Now, one thing that some people think of as a negative on the hybrid meat bird front is that although it's more tender and although it takes less time, because it takes less time, the flavor doesn't set in as much. Some people think they're a little bland. But I think that's only if you've eaten heritage birds. And I don't think many people really have. So if you maybe had a a heritage chicken to eat, you may think it was even gamey. Most of this generation has never tasted anything other than a Cornish X bland but tender chicken. Now, the Cornish X isn't the only meat hybrid. There are other ones out there like the Freedom Rangers and there's a few other ones out there uh, to choose from. The Cornish X is the most popular because it's just the fastest growing thing anybody's ever seen on two legs. But uh, there are other options as well. Okay, so to recap for today, if you live out in the city or in an area that only allows a few chickens, you might want to consider a hybrid because you can get ones that specialize in what you want. And in that case, you're probably looking for egg layers, so you'll get more eggs out of fewer chickens. Also, you can get hens only, so you don't have to worry about getting rid of any roosters, and they'll be more friendly. So those are all good things for someone in that can only have a few chickens. And if you're raising birds for meat, a hybrid may be something to consider because of their fast growth and because of the meat tenderness. All right. Well, that seems to be an awful lot for today. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you go over to iTunes and give us a rating over there. And also on Facebook, uh, visit us there, Online Chicken School, and check out some of the pictures we'll be posting of our chickens. And you'll get to see George, our adorable little curious bard rock. And one last time, if you want to see the show notes, go to onlinechickenschool.com slash the number seven. All right, we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Online Chicken School podcast. Look for us on the web at onlinechickenschool.com.